Come on, get out of here. Well, is it safe? It's the plagued lands of Yarnum. Of course it's not safe. Come on. I just feel so naked without my shield. I keep telling you for the thousandth time, you don't need a shield. Look, see that crow over there? Yeah. Go travel with your ex. Cow! Cow! Ah, run away! Get back here! It pecked me! And put down that trash can lid! But safety? You have a gun you can parry. Look, see that werewolf over there? Yeah. Run up to it, wait for it to attack, and then shoot it with your gun. <laughs> hey! I did it! Wait, he's not dead yet. Don't get... Uh, cocky uh these Drangley kingdom recruits and their damn shields they never learned let's see if i can get some guys from the land of ashina now those warriors can fight hey baby hear the games are calling backlogs rowing at a long mercy and maybe you seem a bit confused off he gamers Kev will set you straight <laughs> but Matt don't know what to do with those saga games or FFA. He's playing again. Neptunia games all over this place. What is a boy to do? Good night, Abby Gamers. We love you. Hello, and welcome to RPG Backtrack, your regular deep dive into your favorite RPGs. We are a production of RPGamer.com, bringing you such fine podcasts like RPG Cast, your weekly RPG news show, Q&A Quest, your weekly RPG feedback show, and we're your bi-weekly nostalgia show. I am your host tonight, Matt Mason, and I do not have Kelly with me. She is somewhere in the land of Dragon Quest and all other JRPGs, um, hopefully having her JRPG of her life over there for the second time now. So, But I do have some people uh, doing some RPGing with me tonight. Let's see, who do we have here? We've got Pascal. Uh, let the hunt commence. And joining us before they Q&A quest together, we got uh, David and Wheels. How you guys doing? Fearful of the old blood. I've got two you different modes. There's a lot of bloodborne pathogens like, out like, there. I don't feel like you're a proper trick weapon at this stage. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of them aren't that good, so there you go. All right. <laughs> you truly are Ligarius as well. <laughs> All right, well. You're going to hear a lot more of them than you're going to hear of me tonight because I have not touched this game, not played this game uh, even a second. I was uh, doing a lot of research on it the past uh, three minutes, and that's about <laughs> the most you'll get out of me. Um, <laughs> but we're going to go into some lovely Bloodborne music. Hopefully no more uh, ripping and tearing sound effects. And we'll be right back as we take a deep dive into Bloodborne.
welcome back. It's time to take a deep dive into Bloodborne. Bloodborne was released on March 24th, 2015, at least here in the United States. We were the first region to get this game. It's an action role-playing game developed by From Software and published by Sony Computer Entertainment, who has permanently locked it onto the PlayStation 4. And I mean, I guess PlayStation 5 at this point, but it's still that PS4 version, right? Yeah, it's just yes. PS4 version. Uh, yeah. Also, not to forget the contributions of the dear departed Sony Japan studio who helped to uh, make sure that this game could happen, given that it was all the From Software was also busy with Dark Souls 2 DLC and 3 at the time. Oh. R.I.P. That studio. <sighs> Thanks, Sony. Oh, well, at least a whole bunch of the people that worked on this ended up at Monolith Soft for some reason. <laughs> well, it sounds like a decent career move, though. Yeah, yeah, they'll be safe there. <laughs> and this explains a lot, actually. <laughs> it's just in time for Xenoblade Three. Oh. Look at that. All right, so again, I haven't played a moment of Bloodborne. I'm going to turn it over to you guys. You guys go right ahead. I think this is probably going to be, at least looking at the Metacritic, because, I mean, that's all I got to go on at this point, a very well-spoken-of game tonight. I think even if we didn't want to say nice things, we might be killed if we did, But if we didn't. (laughs) But I do actually really love this game. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I do, too, even though I initially found stuff. I picked the hard It was an acquired taste. Yeah, what oh, weapon did you start with for some no. reason? The uh, the threaded cane. Oh, that's the one I started with. I had a good time. Yeah, I <laughs> I don't know why it just didn't work for me. Mm. And then what, the, what was the one that worked better for you? The axe. Um, yeah, I didn't use that too much. Like the the thing they show on the cover is like the the saw whatever the heck it's called. It's not the saw spear. That's the other one you can find. Is it a saw cleaver? Yeah, Sock Cleaver sounds right. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess it's a, a decent place to start with. But it's just like one of the things that really immediately makes this stand out from Dark Souls, aside from the theming, is just that the they sort of collapsed every weapon type that you would get in a Souls game into just being one weapon. But like those weapons have a lot more versatility because they have mm. they, they have their trick weapons. Each of them has two modes they can switch between, or at the very least, like a secondary like effect that changes how they behave. Yeah, and I think for a lot of them, anyway, it feels like it can be like one mode's better single target, the other mode's better for dealing with a group of enemies. Yeah, or it can be that one mode is good for uh, like smaller, faster foes, and one mode is better for like yeah. a, a bigger enemy. So between that and the fact that it's easy to just be switching back and forth between two weapons, you get a lot of versatility out of that. Yep. And of course, your second weapon will almost always end up being Ludwig's Holy Blade. <laughs> but that wasn't intentional. <laughs> It was mine. <laughs> it's it's most people's. It's even after they nerfed it, it's still probably the best weapon in the game. But yeah, uh, I guess to maybe touch on the the plot. Uh, congratulations, you've woken up in uh, Victorian hell. <laughs> uh, Doesn't seem like a congratulatory thing to do. You have uh, some sort of potential beast, uh, bestial infection to worry yourself about, and uh, mysterious things uh, involving great old ones keep happening to you. Mm-hmm. Maybe kill some things. Maybe that'll fix it. 
There's a lot of people who've ripped out their own eyes. That's concerning. Yeah, I don't know what they're. I don't yeah. know why they. I don't know why they don't want those. I could use some extra eyes though. What if I had a lot more eyes? Consider. Mm. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I like, call you four eyes. Oh, uh, that they would be underestimating. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like it's it, it's hard to go deep into the plot because so much of it is lore and implication. But it is like a really like despite having a very tonally uh, in line with the Souls games, which is to say, everyone is a shrieking maniac. <laughs> uh, and everything is an unvarnished misery. Uh, this this leans much less into melancholy and much more into uh, existential dread and horror. Yes, <laughs> yeah. like, I love the Souls games, and I am no fan of the the way that they like to present their story. But Bloodborne is it's a little bit it's a little bit easier to interpret, I think. And mm-hmm. a lot of it to me came from the like environmental story telling well okay mm-hmm. no i was gonna say just in the beginning no but i'm i'm thinking of of that again and it's it's kind of like all the way through but i mean right from the beginning like you said you wake up in victorian hell and that first level where you're just uh you know walking the the cobble streets of uh, yarnum up to a certain point i mean mm-hmm. just the the environment around you just tells so much of the you know the supposed story up to that point i mean i, I I'm not one of those guys who, who does the deep dive into the lore, but I got a lot out of that. It was very satisfying, I think. Yeah, I, I would say that, like, if, barring the fact that I've not I've not completed Elden Ring, so I can't. That's not part of my uh, figuring here. But I think that Yarnum is the the strongest setting that they ever did. I would say even with Elden Ring considered. Mm-hmm. I, I haven't played it. I, I shouldn't say I haven't played it. I've played like 10 hours of it, but I haven't finished it, so I can't. Uh, um, I, I mean, was just saying that's why it's not the, included in the figure. Of course, the world of Elden Ring is fun, and there are some great like dungeon settings, but like, I mean, especially from a story perspective, I think Bloodborne is pretty much untouchable right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it helps that it's, it's a relatively more focused game than something like Elden Ring. They're probably going to take some time to find their feet on how to incorporate their already kind of uh, spare storytelling into that but yeah bloodborne is uh very much them about as uh as parsable as they've ever been <laughs> yeah i mean most yeah, most, most, their, it... most their games their locations feel like empty isn't necessarily the right word because they're full of monsters desolate, desolate that's a good word yeah Whereas this feels like, oh, you're in like an actual livable place. That's uh, at one time, it happened to it. not so much yes. anymore, but you can see how someone lived here at some point. Yeah. But, there, <laughs> but there is a difference between an empty castle or even a desolate castle, Dark Souls 1, 2, 3, whatever, and Yarnum. I mean, it's different. It's a, yeah. it's a yeah. city. The city dwellers are still there in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. There's a... Um, uh, a large gathering of friendly townsfolk around a a burning corpse strung Listen, up what? to a crucifix in the middle of the street when you first start the game with a <laughs> Listen, with a beef just, that is from just it. a community bonding event. <laughs> <laughs> and and what a way to like just you know what a way to welcome you if like like that just when you said two, two, uh, the game came out in 2015, that's it's amazing how well I remember it, mm. considering it's eight years old at this point. It's it's instantly memorable that first like giant ass bonfire, because mm-hmm. it also is the point where the game is like, okay, if you haven't figured out what your weapon's <laughs> way of dealing with crowds is, you're about to have a very bad time. Yeah. <laughs> so rude awakening. 
I mean, as, as ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As with any from software game, they it's trial by fire <laughs> a lot of times. So what is the story? <laughs> the hunt is on. Right? Yeah. Um... <laughs> There's a bunch of great old ones. Uh, well, you don't you... know that yet. <laughs> oh, oh, we want we're di- we're Wait, discussing this in, in order terms of how or... it's presented. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Fair enough. Maybe we don't have to. I don't remember Moderator, exactly how it pre- how how exactly. I think we can just present the story. I don't think you have to start from the beginning, like how we're okay. presenting. Well, I mean, like the other thing is that because it's presented as essentially like some something like a waking nightmare, it isn't. Yeah. It, it isn't fully like it, it's presented in a way where certain things happen that are vaguely surreal, and it's hard to tell how completely literally to take it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh. All right. So, what the hell happened in Yarnum? Um, some uh, yeah. So, a great old one <laughs> came from somewhere, or it landed on Earth. I don't remember which. <laughs> or that's uh, something about depth. moon presences. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Well, and I was thinking about um, is it inebriatus or inebriatus or something like that? I can't build. One of the 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 late game bosses. So um, and then <laughs> okay, from from the way I remember it, the. Uh, the the church of Yarnum um, kind of got <laughs> I don't know they used the the blood of the old ones to perform rituals and I'm sure I'm uh, I'm assuming it was in a bid to gain power. <laughs> There's a little other reason to deal with great old ones. To be fair, yeah. I mean, like the, the spoilers for the the most complete ending of the game. Uh, if you decide that you're really into that whole getting the power of the great old ones, you can just eat a bunch of umbilical cards and become yep. one. <laughs> as one uh, does. Yeah, as you do. So, yeah. I mean, I don't, I honestly you don't really know. I know that experiments were done. People, uh, the population of Yarnum was, I guess, tainted. They turn into, uh, or some of them turn into beasts. At, during a at, at night or during a certain part of the <laughs> year <laughs> and the others must hunt them the hunters must hunt them down and exterminate them and yep, then you show up and things happen yeah your theoretical reward for surviving the hunt is you get to not ha- you get to not do this and not remember it <laughs> but uh things things can go awry depending upon your choices <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's like the literal events of the plot largely escape me because it's been like, you know, eight years and also like it's it's definitely more about to me it's it's more about like the general tone and ambiance, which is top notch. Yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite part in the game is still after you go beat the weird like alien thing in the lake and you mm-hmm. go back to the city, you can see finally all the weird like old ones, like up, right. coiled all around the city. It's it's wild. That is uh, one of the things that's kind of an interesting, uh, at first, sort of hidden concept is uh, the the insight score. Yes, that uh, goes up mostly as you're exposed to more weird eldritch shit. <laughs> uh, for for example, you can't level up until you've been you've gotten at least one insight because the uh doll in the hunter's dream will not be alive until you have mm. uh gone at least a little bit nuts 
so that's fun. <laughs> Which you gain from defeating the cleric beast? I'm not sure if there's a uh, way to get it, it before You just that. have to have seen it. Oh, well, okay, fair enough. So you have to encounter it. I mean, you have to make your way to the, the first boss, even though that you technically can skip that boss. But Yeah, like basically, the first time you see a boss, you'll get some insight. Uh, I think there might be another way to get insight early on, but like realistically, unless you know how to do it, the first thing, thing that's going to grant you insight is Cleric Beast, who will promptly mop the floor, floor with you. But at least at that point, you'll be allowed to level up later. <laughs> uh yeah, so I always found the like the story in the beginning of the game more interesting. Anyway, like once the great mm -hmm. old ones become uh, involved, it's it loses me a little bit, as you can tell. But mm -hmm. yeah, so Matt, the the basic like the outset is you've been set loose on the streets because they're hunt the city is hunting monsters or they turn into monsters and now there's a big hunt and the signs of it all. This is what what I was like referring to where we were talking about. There's signs of it all around. There's um, mm -hmm. like debris. Uh, uh, broken down carriages and like uh, doors are locked and i mean just like uh the only people roaming the streets are armed to the teeth looking for monsters and then you come upon you know the game funnels you to like this little this little town square i guess in a way and in the middle of it a, an incredibly huge monster carcass is currently being has been crucified and is being burned at the stake and you walk up on it and you know you go from there and it just keeps getting generally worse at, after that vibes are bad here not a great place yeah <laughs> But still, you go on. <laughs> what else are you going to do at that point? I mean, you've only gotten one promise about how to get out of the hunt, to, how to leave the hunt. <laughs> Survive the night. Mm -hmm. So is the whole game one night? Yes, the game is, is like, essentially, it starts at sort of like dusk, and then as certain, like, major story events happen, it gets deeper and deeper into the night. Okay. But... You, uh, you you can definitely uh, see how the world is getting worse worse around you over time. Yeah, and I mean, not you start place. the game in kind of like I, I, it's not the slums, um, but it's 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 the the area where just the common people live. And as you as you do in these games, and you explore and you open doors and you know find ways to get through certain lock passages you eventually enter other parts of the city like the cathedral ward um or the uh i can't i don't remember all the names the uh, the up there's uh well i think it is the upper cathedral ward there's places yeah. where the the great um like the churches are and the like the religious the religious aspect this aspect is played up a lot more you go to the the institute of of higher learning um and i, I know the hypogean the jail <laughs> uh, you get some yeah, weird well, that's like, not what I was referring to ward or something like that that's so like all effed up some kind of like healing area it's quote unquote healing the healing church <laughs> something like that I think there's the healing church I don't know what the area is called or the yeah, I'm just me. looking up the um, location list so that I can. But there's like uh, like a like an old timey college campus, more or less, like a like something uh, that you would yeah healing church workshop. In, like, that's I think what Wheels was thinking of. Yeah, um, Bergenworth University, I think, is what it is. Mm -hmm. Ber so you 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 find the university where the the scholars, you know, uh, I mean, I, I, I forget how's the story told. I maybe maybe through like the occasional like little text or something like that that you find. There's little hints. Uh, 
around you as you go and uh some something happened at the university you know long ago that's where the uh, maybe the initial experiments were being conducted or something like they were that's where they were in touch with the uh where they got in touch with the um the old ones the the eldritch you know creatures and so mm-hmm. on and so forth i don't know it's who cares <laughs> you go there uh, uh monsters are everywhere it's bad you will regret having gone there <laughs> Yeah, and then and so as Will said, after you after you after that point, that's kind of like the turning point of the game when you defeat the boss at, at that place. Then you get to um, you still get new areas, but you also get to backtrack to some previously visited areas. And you see things that were there all along, but you never had the ability to see, like yeah, like <laughs> the giant uh, amygdala creatures. Literally, I mean, when I say giant, I mean like as tall as the buildings themselves, like clinging to the outside of the the churches and the, the domes and the hours and just uh, yeah, if you go throughout the city. Yeah, if you start, earlier in the game, yeah. if you step into the wrong place before you can see those, yep. they will make their presence known and beat the shit out of you. Yeah, <laughs> which I always found like, very confusing. It's like grabbed by an invisible thing and like pulled in the mm-hmm. air and killed. And it's in the, it's just cool. in a, it's like in just a random spot, and I never, and it, it isn't explained to you until much mm-hmm. later. It, yeah, when you um, come back with enough insight to be able to see the horrible creature that was beating the shit out of you. Yeah, <laughs> and I, and I guess that's when the game kind of turns the corner in, uh, into you start like as a player you start realizing that there's a lot more behind this you know, the hunt and the infestation of beasts than maybe you were led to believe. Like there's other creatures, like the real power in the city of Yarnum isn't in the hands of the humans, but, you know, maybe these these other otherworldly creatures have something to do with it. And then, well, then you go kill them too. Yeah. I mean, you don't really have a lot of other options for how to interact with things, so you might as well. <laughs> as, as these games tend to go. As it happens. But yeah, like the the environments are really good. Uh, they're actually uh, it's worth noting this is not uh, unlike the Dark Souls games. This is not like one giant continuous environment. Uh, they're they're accessed via different headstones in the Hunter's Dream. Yeah. Uh, but they within them there will be like large uh, interconnected sections. Mm-hmm. A lot of them will kind of like uh, find ways to snake around back on themselves in strange fashions. Uh, it's it's a really intricate uh, set of level designs that they came up with for Bloodborne. Right, there's various forests. There's a whole optional castle that you can go to if you I look up online how, forgot, to, how to get to it. Forgot you'll you'll never because it. it's mean, awesome. <laughs> yeah, Kanehurst, as you mean. Yeah, as who in the world would ever figure out how to get to Kanehurst uh, though? Uh, Oh yeah, that's definitely like, something I had to look up, but it was worth looking up because it's incredible. Upon it. I mean, it's it's not like it's intricate as hell, but it requires finding a, an item. I think in the clinic. I think the clinic that you first wake up in I might be wrong on this, but I think it's upon like a later game revisit. You get an item there or somewhere else, wherever it is, um, and it's a, a summons. I think that's literally what it's called in the game. A summons yeah. to Kanehurst Castle. Kanehurst. Kanehurst Castle. Kanehurst. A Kanehurst, and you then have to take that into another area you've previously been. Go to a certain spot. Goddamn swamp! Like you. Want wanted to go back there <laughs> the swamp i thought it was the forest i think they get, they get kind of mixed up because they're close okay, to each other fair enough. 
But I mean, you've passed through this area, and I don't think you really have a reason to go back there, um, like for for game purposes. But if you do go back there, then a, a little cinematic plays. You get picked up by a ghostly uh, stagecoach, right, or <laughs> a horse-drawn yeah. carriage, and dumped off in this unconnected area that's the castle. So you can then go in there and die to your heart's content. And if you make it to the boss, you can die some more because fuck that boss. <laughs> He's really hard. And I fought him with summoned help and he was still really hard. <laughs> oh, I believe you'd say this about dear martyr Logarius. Yeah. <laughs> but, so yeah, there you go. Um, and I guess, yeah. So the, and the bosses kind of what follow the same progression, like at, at the beginning of the game, they're somewhat more humanoid, maybe. I mean, they're, they're at least more comprehensible. And, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they all have some kind of weird thing going on. But uh, as you know, then as you go, you fight odd looking tentacled creatures and slug like, you know, old gods and you name, uh, name it. I don't a know. A weird spider-ish thing that you, you are stuck on that. <laughs> I don't like that bust. <laughs> are, you, are you thinking about Rom, Rom the Vacuous Spider? Rom yes. the Vacuous Spider. <laughs> With the best boss name of any game ever. I, yeah. But Wheels, how did you feel about Patches the Spider? <laughs> it's what he deserves. It's the mo- it is the most trustworthy form of Patches yet devised. It's true. It's fucked up. Uh, God, what else does... Uh, and, he, and he still uh, kicks you down a hole. Oh, yeah. Or off a cliff, uh, as it die hard. Get uh, whatever the fuck That's- a Murgo's wet nurse is. <laughs> Another great name, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, The bosses are so amazing. Yeah, one of the things that I'll say uh, specifically that was nice about this game is that, like, uh, like it or not, one of the things that was notable about Dark Souls 2 is that it has a shit ton of bosses, but it kind of, uh, in order to reach that number, they they definitely leaned on on some tried-and-true designs. And Bloodborne has a ton of bosses, but a lot of them are fucking weird and wild. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, that, that was a really kind sentence for Dark Souls 2. I'm trying you to be nice because the... my dear co-host yeah. loves Dark yeah. Souls 2. <laughs> I, I remember. <laughs> I just couldn't help but notice like that, was, that seemed like a very carefully selected group <laughs> of was. words there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want us to get sidetracked, and it's happening. <laughs> tried yeah, tried and true designs. Yep, yep. Don't say anything. Good job, Pascal, calling that out. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I've got the soul of a diplomat. Um, but yeah, uh, like Bloodborne's design, like boss designs and uh, scenarios tend to be more on the inventive side. Uh, well, we haven't even mentioned that. I mean, the one of the the big influences here is the Lovecraftian horror. And yeah, so, it's, it's yeah. <laughs> go for it. So, I know. Oh, oh I was just, just going to say, font like, of it, knowledge. No, no, it's just you know, it's it's uh, when when you have that uh, that <laughs> that fear of the the invisible, the unknown. You you kind of end up whether you want to or not, you will end up hearkening to the to the works of H.P. Lovecraft. And uh, this this one was definitely this is definitely an avowed choice here, but. Uh, uh, that was that was really all I was going to get at when I said yeah. Mm. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, even even the notion of the insight stat is very much based on the idea of like uh, of like exposure to cosmic horror driving you mad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, the most Lovecraftian thing in the book. It's 
I really hate the implication of it in the game here, though. The um, mm-hmm. that there's at least one area. Um, is it the dream? The dream of men's? I I I don't remember. The the late game kind of blends together to me a little bit, mm-hmm. where you lose. Oh, it's also certain types of enemies that will damage you and possibly instantly kill you if your insight is high enough. Yeah, insight is something that you can spend, and there are situations where you want it to be lower because having too much insight causes certain things to do more damage to you. <laughs> Which is weird. It's uh, it's it's not I, surprising. Yeah, <laughs> and one of the things you you can spend it on is um the uh, multiplayer. Yeah, chalice dungeon shit. <laughs> oh no, and, and also in-game multiplayer. It, it costs insight to summon. Oh yeah, it does. I never bothered summoning summon anyone. It's actually really hard in this game a lot of times. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, actually, I find it easier in this game than in some other FromSoft. Um, that was. Just recently, I tried to uh, to replay Bloodborne uh, with uh, with two of my uh, with my with my brother and my son, mm-hmm. and all at different houses, so all multiplayer. So it took a lot of um, <laughs> summoning and everybody spending inside and playing every every single boss at least three times once for each person. <laughs> <laughs> We didn't quite finish the run through, but we probably got a maybe a good two thirds of the way through the game. So, so by uh, by the amount of game you were playing, you in fact played it like three or four times at that point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah, because we had to play it so many times over, right? Uh, this is this has been a, a common issue with FromSoft, not not just making it hard to like figure out how to use multiplayer, but then also making it prohibitive, where it costs items yeah. and it, you have to spend uh, resources that are not easy to come by. And uh, it's definitely it's, something they're for good or ill, something they're very philosophically committed to. Yeah. But one of the things that one of the reasons people probably want this game on PC and it's this eternal like font of rumors of this time, this time they're porting it, uh, is that one of the things that always gets modded directly into from software games on PC is make it so it's easy to play co-op with my friends. (laughs) Well, I know we're not talking about Demon Souls today. But um, speaking of, I also attempted a Demon Souls like rerun of the HD mm-hmm. version. I'm sorry, and I would have I would have assumed um, Blue Point maybe would have gotten uh, gone with like a a more user friendly uh, co op system. Oh no, 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 it's the no. same, and it's it's bad. No, that yeah, that game they did not touch the mechanics in extreme fault. Yeah, it's bad. I bought several copies of the of the HD remaster. Oh, I'm sent so it sorry. out to different people, and only then did the research and oh, found out oh Lord. this isn't gonna happen is it <laughs> i mean it's theoretically <laughs> that possible. 70? did you spend like 200 dollars on this <laughs> i i didn't buy them at launch and now bought them on oh, uh, sale but they were still um each it's one still was still i don't remember 30 or 40 bucks yeah um Jesus. i mean i love demon souls but mm. it is a tech uh, compared to that the multiplayer <laughs> well it's okay i'm sorry you love uh dark souls too um compared to <laughs> Oh, not. Compared to the uh, the multiplayer, Bloodborne has a, a, a an easy to use system. It does, yeah. It's really so, uh, really says as much about Demon Souls as it does about Bloodborne. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all I'll say about demons. This isn't mm. this isn't the cast for that. <laughs> Gonna have to re redo the Demon Souls episode now that the PS5 version's old. Or did that already happen and I wasn't paying attention? <laughs> 
think so. Have we done the? Are we done a Demon Souls? That's a good question. Demon, Demon Souls remake. I don't think so. Don't Not know. the remake specifically. We might have done a Demon Souls, but yeah, I'd be shocked if Demon Souls didn't happen. I'd love to do a remake episode so I can tear it a new one. Mm. Uh, okay, I hope that honking is not coming through. Um, a little bit. Okay, it's well, bit. it's gone now. Um, oh, what's going on? Oh, it's Give just it some context. Uh, there is no context that I have further than there was honking coming out from out my window. <laughs> Demon Souls was done a long time ago. Time but to not remake. revisit. Oh, so I, I don't think it's remake. Uh, yes. okay. What's funny is it, it was done right about the time that the game we're talking about tonight, Bloodborne, came out. Apparently, it was okay. well, in March of 2015. So look at that. Time. It was definitely oh, geez, lined like up. literally five days later. Like, <laughs> Mike Pinky yeah. had that one uh, timed well. But yeah, let's uh, to to refocus a little bit. Uh, we we sort of. Uh, <laughs> We referenced this in the skit, but something mm. that it, it's kind of hard to talk about Bloodborne without talking about is they took away your shield. No shield. It's gone. Well, you that do have it. A... You get a shield if you really want it. No, no. <laughs> the game basically is it's it's just taunting you with that. It trying to use you. that is like the, the item description is essentially calling you stupid for using it. And if you use it, you'll know why, because it doesn't work very well. Yeah. Uh, as someone who played like a heavily armored knight in Dark Souls with <laughs> shield, board. yeah, that's part of the reason it took me so long to get used to this game. Yeah, they they very actively mm-hmm. made it so that mm-hmm. that's not a viable strategy. Yeah, so I mean, once once I got over that and started like, oh, I'm going to play this like Monster Hunter and you know dodge a lot more mm-hmm. yeah. take a more active approach to combat than you know I yeah they had they had a the number of things a lot that, more yeah they had a number of things that were designed to incentivize you to be aggressive and one of them was of course just not being able to sit behind a shield uh the other was i forget what the official name of this mechanic i think it's rally damage. yeah rally, that rally attacks or whatever they called it yeah ba- mm-hmm. basically if you attack something right after getting hit you'll recover some of the health you lost yeah and it the amount you'll Which recover depends brilliant. on how quickly Mm-hmm. Um, like it. Well, is, it's not on a timer, I don't think, though, is it? It's it's more if you get hit some more, you lose, then you start losing it permanently, I, I think. I, can't remember, I, I could have sworn there was some degree of timing uh, element to this, but it's been a long time, so. So my uh, memory is clouded by other, mm, <laughs> like, Souls-likes I'm, I'm, uh, I've been playing uh, quite a bit of, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think so. I don't think there's a timing element here. I think it's just... Um, as you get okay, more I, and more, then you, you you can't recover all of it. Like you can only recover a certain portion of your like let's say your most recent hit or you know your most recent like two or three hits or whatever. Okay, I've decided to look this up because I wanted to be sure that uh, we're speaking the truth. Uh, the the wiki that I'm consulting says you must successfully execute one or more attacks on an enemy within five seconds of being hit. Oh, okay. Because they really wanted you to, because it's it's two things. It's 
they want you to play faster and more aggressive, but they also want to incentivize you into making bad choices. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can't draw back and regroup. That's bad. Yeah. I think it's a it's... great system. I can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the rally mechanic shows up in so many games now, and when it's not there, I actively miss it. I I want the chance to go in, get, get hit, revenge. but then keep going and and get my my health back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, it's great. Yeah, it really keeps the pace up because, like, you you do not want to uh, just like sit back. You don't have the luxury of sitting back and waiting for your next attack. You've got a the 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 your your best defense is making sure that the enemy is too dead to attack you again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's a that's a really uh, it's it's something that like I think it it's hard when you haven't played it to understand how much that ends up affecting your decision making in combat. Mm. But those two things together really completely uh, rewrite the flow of how combat works from how you at that to that point people were used to playing Dark Souls. Uh, Sword and Shield, you mean? Yeah, I, I mean that was the the dominant playstyle. Like one of the things that shows yeah. up throughout Froms. Uh, development over the 2010s is them sort of trying to find ways to disincentivize safe play. And so they keep like nerfing things like magic into the ground or bastards. They'll do. Oh, yeah. They'll do. So go ahead. Oh, just, no, just like oh, they'll do things like they did in Bloodborne, where they just take away a lot of defensive options. But your dodge is significantly better for the most part yeah. than you're going to get. Uh, and now that you brought it, up, is there even magic in Bloodborne? There is, is an yes. arcane stat. There are things that scale off it. You cannot really build a viable build entirely off of it. No. That's a pretty uh, good change. Mm-hmm. And there's so, kind of that one they've gone back on. I mean, yeah, Bloodborne they, is the only game that, where that's a thing. <laughs> or not yeah, a thing. It's it's very thematically fitting for Bloodborne. Uh the the other thing is that like I remember before the game came out, people saw that like you'll always have a gun, and so some people thought that, that might make ranged builds like viable, and it's not. Oh, it's absolutely not God, viable. No. Uh you, is a offensive joke. Yeah, the gun is only exists to knock something off balance if you are brazen enough to fire it at its face right as it's about to stab you in the head. Yeah, I mean, that's it, it was Sekiro before Sekiro, right? It was gun Sekiro. Mm-hmm. I was definitely never good enough to use the gun effectively. To me, that was just a uh, – I, I had a lot of bullets by the end of the game. Mm-hmm. I think the key to using it, which took me a while, is just to realize, like – if you're used to like trying to parry in Dark Souls, you're like, okay, I have to wait for this thing to be close to me, and that's <laughs> and you forget that oh, it's a gun. I don't. Have yeah, you actually can. If the if the enemy is preparing mm. for an attack that's going to miss you anyway, that is your best chance to just shoot yep. for the parry and see what happens. But so I'm curious, like Wheels, you said you had to kind of relearn how to fight when this came out. So yeah. what I want to know is. Now that, or well, after you play Bloodborne, did that affect your Dark Souls style? Nope. Uh, nope. <laughs> nope. Still want my magic. Magic, magic. That is build. why he More still magic, cannot properly play Dark Souls 3. Yeah. <laughs> nope. This... I'll, just, I'll just direct any Wheels questions to David. <laughs> nope, He'll I gleefully just, well, answer. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's that. We've known and each it's other like... a long time. Yeah, Dark Souls is a very different game. There's like a lot more options as far as building a character. So, in uh, 
but it didn't make you more uh no, more, I or less I reliant on your shield and so on. I because I don't want to play it like that. I want to build yeah. do a different build. And, and oh, that's fair. I do too. You know, I was just if I want to play like that, I'll just go play more Bloodborne. <laughs> Still got those old hunters. <laughs> I mean, I've done builds like that in Dark Souls One Four, but I, I still like messing around with magic and stuff like that. Gross. Um, <laughs> I think. I'm sorry. I think melee builds get a little boring. Wizard, wizard. Yes, whizbiz. Uh, uh, oh God! No, I just actually took stock. We've known each other for like 13 years. Shit. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, but yeah, like the the combat design is is has a much narrower focus. Uh, it has a a much more like there is an approach that the designers wanted you to take with this game, and if you do not if you do not or cannot make yourself uh, like move to the move to the the rhythm that it sets, like this will not work for you. You do have to just sort of take it on its yeah. own terms. But the the good part about that is they give it's because they're so focused like that. It's very very polished mm-hmm. in that style of gameplay, and they give you a lot of different tools on how to approach it as well. Yeah, there's there's probably at least one, probably a couple different weapons that will fit anyone's taste. There, yep. the the trick weapons are really a highlight of this game. I don't think we heard. Uh, what did you? What what trick weapons did you favor? If you remember, Pascal. No, I I don't. <laughs> don't. Um, I think. Gotcha. <laughs> listen, I it was probably the saw cleaver because I usually mm-hmm. I start the game with something that's that seemed like a weapon I would have picked, and mm-hmm. then I, I I pump resources into leveling it up and just you know I, I stick to it for a long long time. I um I don't remember if I ever switched to Ludwig's blade or <laughs> um is it the is it the moon blade or something? I think you get it in the DLC maybe. I'm not as familiar with the DLC weapons. Well, there's a sword that's in every. Isn't oh, it like are you thinking of the Moonlight Greatsword or the Moonlight Sword? Moon, yeah, mm-hmm. I think you get it from Ludwig. It's you know, but yeah, again, I don't the really Holy recall Moonlight if I sword, used I think. it. Mm. Um, so I, I, I can't tell you. Like I, I definitely enjoy like trying them out and see what they look like, mm. how they act. Like that is a lot of fun. But um, I, I don't typically like level up more or well, maybe I'll do like a second weapon, but not that many. Yeah, one of the things I do like about this system is that by reducing, by collapsing most of the weapons into essentially like one trick weapon is like a class of weapons in the Souls games, is that you don't have to feel like oh, do I bother upgrading this because I might replace it with something better? It's like, this, if you like the current one, it will be viable to endgame. Yep. <laughs> Which, uh, that helps That helps quite a bit in like limiting the decision space that you have to worry about. Like, what are some of the cool weapons that are in there? There's some There's some really weird ones. I keep taunting wheels that he needs to use Logarius's wheel, which is a really strange weapon you get in Kanehurst. It's like a weird wheel that sits on your shoulder, and you spin it, and it it's steals some of your health, but it rapidly goes up in strength depending upon how fast you're spinning it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some really weird ones that they can do simply because... You know, there's already plenty of things covering, like, variations on the sword. You do get some, a, a lot of things that'll have, like, a, ba- a sword that turns into something else. Like, the the, the Ludwig's Holy Blade and the Kirkhammer uh, share a lot right. of uh, design space. But in general, there's a bit more vi- uh, variety yeah. with some yeah. of the 
trick weapons. The Earth armor oh, has a blade hidden in the hilt, right? If you switch, yeah, like you, modes. Uh, the, yeah, the switch for it is, and that's one of the other cool things is that when you switch modes in the trick weapon, it actually produces a different. Like there's a special attack that happens if you do that in mid combo, which is kind of cool. Uh, but yeah, the the Kirk hammer is that like the sword that you were wielding gets turned into the handle of the hammer. It's <laughs> cool. Uh, I really um, like I really like the axe you can get at the beginning because it's just mm-hmm. like oh this is like you know I think it's almost like a one handed axe and then it turns into this giant thing that you can use for like short sweeping yeah sweeping like attacks. executioner sax. Yeah, uh, it's great. So one of the other it's, super weird ones is the tenitrus. It's this weird, like, sort of mace Morningstar thing that, like, the trick for it is that it just electrifies. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, you know, with my character, New Game Plus, that's my secondary weapon. That yeah, that's a really neat one. Yeah. Uh, uh, a lot of people, I think, gravitated towards the threaded cane, which I, even though I had trouble with it, I still think it's a really cool weapon. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people got, for obvious reasons, Castlevania vibes out of this game. So mm-hmm. you have like mm-hmm. a whip. It's really yeah, cool. the the other thing that's nice about the threaded cane is that it's a very strong mid-range weapon. You can keep, yeah. like, it's, it's, it's individual hits are weak, but you can keep things at bay in kind of a wide arc with the whip swings. Uh, the Old Hunters introduces some other really weird uh, weapons. There's the Cost Parasite that just is like tentacles. You just have <laughs> tentacles now. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Uh, yeah, like the the DLC for this, uh, I'm I'm less familiar with it, but so it's you can really cool. cosplay. You can cosplay as Mikolash, is what you're saying. <laughs> just a little, just a little. Because I think you can even can you wear a, a cage on your hat? I um, think I feel so. Like you can. So you there's can. Some, there's some weird headgear around there. I'm pretty sure I've seen like summon players <laughs> with the the cage thing on their head. Yeah. Yeah, like the 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 weapons. Once you get past the first handful, can get really strange, mm. uh, which is which is nice. Uh, but uh, it, it's one of those things. Like there's there's probably at least something that. Uh, oh god, I forgot about the stake driver. <laughs> it's weird. Kind of like a mechanized, um, like stabbing action or something like that yeah basically oh yeah it's an actual like wooden stake and in, in a um in a with a little motor attached to it yeah right? it's the really like well you get a lot of very like the, one of the other nice things about having this sort of like victorian style is that you get a lot of like weird like m- mechanical objects that are like anyone post-industrial revolution would be like, this is the most dangerous and least sane idea you could have had. But like making weapons specifically during an industrial revolution, it's like, hell yeah, that's something they're going to make. <laughs> um, Completely like different and maybe a little bit more back to something we were talking about earlier, like just the, the, the flow of the game and like the different levels and stuff. Yeah. Um, I was reminded somehow like through the, you were talking about like, the hunter weapons. Um, There's a, I guess one of my favorite parts is um, there's a point like kind of early on, maybe after the second or third boss or so, where you uh, you find a sealed door at the bottom of a staircase, like, like going down through, I think it's like the basement of the cathedral or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you break the seal and basically there's a warning 
nothing attached to it. Like, don't don't go in here. There's nothing. I, I forget what it says exactly, but like, so it's something along the lines of um, what what is the what's the famous quote? Uh, uh, Beware all ye who enter here. Abandon faith, all ye who Abandon enter here. Abandon all right? hope, hope ye who enter here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and you break the seal and like laboriously push open these great wooden doors and you find a whole lower section. I think it's like the lower lower part of the city that's been mm-hmm. sealed off and it's because it's been overrun by monsters and it's been oh, is that old yarn. Like, old yarnum yeah yeah and it's old it's yarnum. set on fire like there's just fires burning everywhere there's monsters every i mean there's monsters really everywhere you go in yarnum period but it's just but somehow just more the knowledge <laughs> yeah yeah the knowledge that you're entering this um this kind of like forbidden zone even though i hate the boss of the area with a passion uh the <laughs> blood stars beast Bloodstar Bloodstar beast. Beast. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. Um. I don't. Not as much as Lagarius, but I. So yeah, it's it's a not a great boss to me. Um. But as you go, you'll be uh, ambushed by werewolves, uh, like clinging to the like the rooftop tiles and like the upper portions of buildings. And as you pass underneath them, they'll drop down on you, and you can get ambushed by like two or three werewolves at a time. There's a church that you go into that again has a a, a burning. Oh, sorry, it's not burning. It's just a um, a body uh, strung up on a cross, like suspended high up in the rafters. And you can actually, uh, I think it's you cut down a chandelier. Yeah, you cut something down and set it on fire. And then every time you revisit that church later, even if you died in the meantime, that burning body will still be strung up there. <laughs> um, it's just this like really set the area with the machine vibe. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. So right. No more than maybe like two minutes into this area, you meet. You quickly find out why you shouldn't have come because somebody yells at somebody you can't see yells at you from some distant rooftop. And I think he says probably like, "Don't come here. Turn around. Turn back." And then he starts firing um like a like an anti aircraft gun at you, yeah, like rapid ridiculous. fire. And you have to spend a good chunk of the level running for your life to try to make it from one safe spot to another because he will shred you in seconds um uh, yeah <laughs> that's some bs but man is it memorable it's a, it's a great set piece <laughs> it's and similarly later on we've already said like once you you uh defeat the um rom the vacuous spider and you get to see the creatures really like inhabiting yarnum um there is an area where they like will just shoot lasers through the streets like these these giant <laughs> monsters stuck to the the sides of buildings and they will kill you and the and the other enemies alike if you get into the path of the laser <laughs> it's just another like kind of weird funky thing and the jail you've already mentioned yeah. uh, i love how you can get to that early yeah oh yeah yeah i think everybody does right <laughs> yeah because like you just get your ass beat by one of these like weird like snatcher <laughs> enemies and they just drop you in a fucking jail yeah that's great <laughs> Which is a creepy enemy. It's this, this giant guy with like real gangly arms and legs, and he, he's carrying a, a big sack over his shoulder. Like he's like a like a Lovecraftian Santa Claus, and he will beat you the first time you <laughs> you you fa- if you're not prepared, he will kill you. And the next thing you know, he's abducted you, and you wake <laughs> up in a completely unconnected area. Yeah, an area you eventually find from a different uh, perspective and realize what it actually is. But at the time, it's just the Hypogean Jail. Yeah, what is it? The the basement of the cathedrals, right? 
Mm. It's uh, the 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 actual area name is uh, Yahargul, but it's one of those things that's like it's really interesting that you can you can get to this area early and there's not like a ton of reason per se to do it. It's just really it's just really adds to the game's sense of like unnervingness that this can happen. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think uh, just just listening to that, it might be it might be best to start getting into some of the stuff. The like maybe moving into like the things we find most memorable, that sort of stuff, the roundtable bit. <laughs> that sounds good. We can always do that. So, listeners, sit back, take a listen, listen here to some more uh, chilly Bloodborne music, and we'll be right back with all of our memories. into our round table here this is some of our memories of best worst parts of the game funniest parts and then uh wrapping up with a little bit of what we were all doing in our lives while we played it me i was doing nothing i didn't play it so again you won't hear much of me (laughs) i'll let these guys take it away and i'll start you guys off with uh what was your favorite moment or your funniest moment or maybe one of each from the game funniest moment for me like we, we've we kind of broached one of them for me but it's just like fucking getting murdered by something that was completely invisible for the first time <laughs> that might do that might go better with another question later on but <laughs> can be both as long as you can find the humor in it <laughs> anyone else got something that immediately comes to mind <laughs> Funniest moment my probably funniest would have been moment. my reaction to the spider enemies later in the game. <laughs> they're not, they're not like not anything particularly weird about them. They're just accurately rendered giant spiders. For me, the oh, funniest so moment not... involving your playthrough was finally convincing you to actually do it. Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the saying? spiders okay. you're talking about are they the ones hanging from the ceiling? You're not no, talking he, about the the spiders you have to fight in like that final area. Yeah, the one. Um, I think they do the, hang the, from the ceiling and drop that's down. That's the dream, right? Oh it, God, uh, you're making me gonna make me try to remember it, these area names. No, it's okay. I know which one you're talking about. It, it, I was yeah. just clarifying. There's also spiders uh, in various places, particularly surrounding Rom, and they're a different design. Like those are the ones. That yeah, have, like, you know the, no, the Rom spiders head. aren't really scary. They're just like weird little scary. things. Do you? I find, well, like the, the design wise, like I mean, they're not. They're weird. They don't give me nightmares to fight, but they look creepy. Yeah, I mean, they do look creepy, but I mean, I hate spiders, so the yeah. the ones later the in the ones. game are like. No, these are just like full-on spiders. It's gross. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the area I was talking about earlier. I think that would be maybe a contender for like funny. The uh, should I call it a boss? The the pulsating mass of flesh with eyeballs hanging in the bell tower that you have to. Uh, I, is it optional? I can't even. No, I think you probably have to like cut it loose <laughs> and let it drop to the the bottom of the of the shaft that it's like stuck in or whatever. 
Um, and then I think you have to kill it once you drop it down. I think you find it at the bottom of the hole and you have to actually like stab it. Um, like that's pretty, I guess, funny in terms of like where Bloodborne gets funny. Um, but I hate that area so much because the enemies and, and that thing itself can kill you with, uh, I don't know the, the name of the, um, like the effect that they put on you. It's like a, you know, insanity or chaos or frenzy. Frenzy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Which builds up. It's almost impossible to stop it. And when it fills, the bar fills all the way, it's an instant kill. Yeah. Uh, or is it, if you have like really high health, maybe it's. Not, yeah. I think um, it takes just a ridiculous amount of health. Yeah. And they'll do that over and over and over again. Like if you, if you have an item, I guess that, uh, that takes away the effect, then the bar will just start right back up again. Ugh, I don't know. That whole area just can get lost. Yeah. The thing that's evil about frenzy is the once, once you've been hit with frenzy, it just keeps building up. So it's really easy to just get multiple frenzies in a row, which can just murder you. <laughs> yeah. I think you can hide um, and it will eventually like go back down if you did it in yeah. time. But it actually build like even if you go into hiding, it'll continue to, to the meter will build up for several more seconds before it finally halts its progress and slowly drops back down. Which what is that? <laughs> Why? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's that. That makes that. Unfortunately, that area is like when I just I just don't like that area because of it. Like I said, I my insight was always really high. I my my first playthrough, you know, I didn't I didn't skip bosses. I didn't actively try to not have insight. I leveled the hell out of myself. I didn't do co-op. So yeah, everything everything killed me quick at that point. It's a rough place. Yeah. The game doesn't really lend itself to funny, I don't think, that often. No. Lots of Unless you just find stuff. dying horribly Me- really oh. funny. <laughs> like, very memorable. Um, yeah. We haven't, like... It's, it's maybe not the most memorable boss, but I do like the area of the... Um, don't ask me what it's called. The Witch's Forest. First you go through... <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Char... Charnel Lane or yeah, Charnwick Lane, Hemwick Lane. There, that thing is what it's called. First, you go through the the forest area, um, with the 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 the, the witch ladies all over the place, and at, then at some point you have to fight your way through like a little village, and then you get to mm-hmm. the the boss, which is you know, I sometimes I'm actually refreshed by an easy boss, and that one definitely counts as an easy one. Sometimes it's just a way, a good way to sort of cap things off and put things behind you. <laughs> Yeah, also, how uh, would you feel about the fact that it's Hemwick Charmel Lanes? <laughs> uh, I mean, the game is full of memorable stuff. Yeah, the yeah, worst like, boss, which may be the final boss, depending on your choices, is pretty <laughs> gross and weird. Some of the some of the subplots you can it? run into with the. Uh, with the people that you can bring back to the uh, cathedral can be kind of interesting as well. The there's like only, a okay. I remember two or three of them. Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them can't really uh, like as befitting the game's tone. Basically, nothing ends well for anyone. I remember when the game first came out. There's like this. Uh, there's a side character that's like this little girl that uh like is asking for where to go that's safe and you can direct her to the clinic you can direct her not to go to the clinic she will die horribly in a different way depending upon how you did that <laughs> but there was a there was a period where people were looking for like is there a positive resolution to this quest and it's like shit no there isn't that's <laughs> just kind of like the end game like is there a good ending to this game there's different not flavors of bad really <laughs> no matter what I you're think... still in the universe of bloodborne yeah 
I think like the if, clinic. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, oh, if you if you take like the you don't fight the two any either of the two extra bosses, you wake up from the dream, go away, and then you got to think like, well, everything's still messed up there. But hey, you got away. And yeah. then like, what what the hell happens to the other two endings? One of them, you basically become a new old one, right? Yeah, you like turn that's, into that's, a little slug worm. Yeah, like one day you'll be an old one. Now you're a young one. <laughs> I think I think the other one you basically like get consumed by an old one or something. Yeah, pretty much. And then that's... like the the I take your deal, Garman ending is just like you get you get killed and you leave the hunter's dream. <laughs> Meaning what? You wake up? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So not really killed. Yes. Yeah. That's you're why killed that's in such a way ending, that you're gone from unquote. the hunter's dream. Yes. <laughs> um. I was going to bring up the clinic again. One of you just mentioned it like that. I had kind of forgotten because it's such a small area, um, but it's like, it's really rich in, in storytelling again. Um, well, considering, I guess, but yeah. you start the game there and I, I think you return twice, maybe. Yeah. There's um, a lot, there's a couple different circumstances that can bring you back to Yosefka's clinic. Right. And then one of them is at some point when you can actually meet and fight Yosefka herself, because it, mm-hmm. it turns out, some parts of the clinic that you couldn't access before. She's been <laughs> chopping up body. That's where you, I, I'm pretty sure you get one of the umbilical cords there. She's been mm-hmm. chopping up bodies and <laughs> she's crazy, but it's, it's, it's just like this like really detailed, you know, old Victorian, like sick room with, with beds and screens, yeah. <laughs> like privacy screens or whatever they have. I don't know, like with the closest approximation to a hospital room and it's, but it's gory and there's corpses and ah, it's great. No, the amount of details in the environments is like ridiculous. Yes. Like just, and, just not even, not like specific locations, just random rooms you happen to go through. It's just all kinds of little neat details. It's, yeah. it's impressive. Uh, one thing I was, I was going to say, as far as memorable that I kind of forgot about, was the like the you go into like rooms, oftentimes just dark rooms, and all of a sudden get shot and realize it's like some weird guy in a wheelchair. <laughs> a lot of weird guys in wheelchairs. Yes, <laughs> and they will like roll after you too. <laughs> it's weird. Hmm. Or how about the uh, the crows that oh, you normally God. don't see them because they're on the they're on the ground. But if you get close enough, eight of them will jump up, and the noise they make is the most harrowing, heart stopping, like uh, like a like barking noise out of a, a, the worst sound of any enemy yeah. in the game. The way they move is just so weird too. They don't move like a bird. They just like kind of flop after you. It's like some some poorly controlled puppet. Yeah, it's mm. ugh, it's unsettling. Yeah, that's, I'm I'm out of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Should we move on to uh, your favorite areas then? Oh, sure. I am. <laughs> been, been doing that already. <laughs> we we can go to most frustrating. <laughs> that's also one of us. Gonna say, although I heard you guys talking that too, so yeah, I think the most memorably frustrating thing to me was just like, man, Blood Starved Beast is still early enough that I just had a lot of trouble with it. Yeah, mm. well, because it's the first, um, is it? The, I think it's the first uh, boss that puts a status effect on you. I think so. You get poisoned by it, and there's, I don't think there's even that many bosses that that deal with status effects. I mean, there's yeah, the parl the the lightning beast or wait in-game name i think it's just great beast parl you know they'll electrocute yeah. you and build something up um yeah but 
the blood starved beast and that's another one too that one it's um like it kind of chills your blood because the way it like screams and yells while it's flying through the arena at you and then poisons you on top of it that's that is a that's a pretty scary boss fight you guys haven't um or wait not david maybe uh i think you guys haven't played the old hunters but i have not um, i've always intended to and just not gotten around to it i wandered into the area i did not get very far in it yeah, I um people often like what from what I've seen is uh, uh what's his name um Coast uh, maybe it's just Coast uh, yeah Orphan Coast or the orphan yeah right, right, right um people often cite him as like a oh yeah a, the was... ultimate skill check but to me it was uh, Ludwig Ludwig mm-hmm. the Blade man uh, worse than anything in the main game I had so much trouble with him um and he's another one just like um just like the Bloodstarved Beast. Uh, mm-hmm. like the noise he makes he he looks fearful he sounds fearful he's tough as hell some incredible sound design in the game overall definitely oh, yeah. definitely keep your sound up even if it yeah. sucks some of the boss <laughs> themes are really good too like uh father Gascoigne, really good music yeah and it. music plays a, a role in the battle yeah mm-hmm. or it can you can <laughs> get a you can get a music box which uh temporarily stuns him yeah Oh yeah, from his uh his son right. his son's music box. If you talk to him, um, that's one of the I want to say simpler boss fights, but I still really really like that boss fight. Yeah, Gascoigne cool. was oh, definitely sure, yeah. was, was. I remember when the game came out, Gascoigne was one of the ones that people got stuck on a lot. Yeah, because uh, it's definitely the first one where like if you aren't <laughs> playing it like Bloodborne expects you to play, you're just gonna have a miserable time. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, when that was the point when the game finally clicked to me when i started over and got to that boss fight and like here we go and it's mm. like oh it's over <laughs> <laughs> and i mean the atmosphere is pretty good oh uh, yeah there's a great. graveyard at night this uh, crazy man then he turns into a werewolf halfway through the fight yeah uh, real classic horror shit. yeah yeah um there's a really cool location in uh, again in the dlc it's like a fishing village because you um <laughs> okay so the dlc See, I you know try to remember as much as I can. You do start in Yarnum, um, mm-hmm. but I think I, I think after you beat the first boss, Ludwig, you kind of leave to the outskirts, and then other stuff happens in other areas. And there's this really cool fishing village you go through, um, which is like the second to last area or, or the last like full area of the DLC, which is uh something well, I don't know, like there was no 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 fishing village, and there's like like shark headed like humanoid enemies if if I remember this correctly, um, mm-hmm. in there. But again, that's uh, I, I I I barely recall. Yeah, I really need to give this another run. It's just always hard to dedicate another like forty hours in front of a PS4 or PS5. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be nice um, if that say it was on I don't know Steam and you can throw that thing on the Steam Deck. Oh, I'd I'd, I'd be my life would be over. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but even even for being a is it like early PS5? I, I mean, it must be right. 2015 PS4. Yeah, it was a year and a half out from the launch. For that, the game looks amazing. Like not just the level of detail, but just like the graphical fidelity is great. Oh no, I still think it looks a lot better yeah, than many PS4 games. Oh yeah, uh, it's it's artistically uh, just top notch. Yeah. Uh, absolutely a uh, a game that like you throw out on the PS5 and it's like oh this still looks mm-hmm. absolutely wonderful. Mm-hmm. 
Um, there's one other thing I was just thinking of. Oh, I kind of slipped my mind now. Hmm. Oh, well. Gather more insight and come back. <laughs> uh, I say, Castle Kanehurst, I think, is still my all-time That's a fantastic favorite area in, in the game. Like, you want to talk about Castlevania vibes, you will get that there. <laughs> it's so, so freaking cool. <laughs> Uh, if you played this game and skipped out on the area, you owe it to yourself to go back and mm. play through it. It's really cool. What's why when you guys talk about like optional bosses, I mean, I know there are, but damn, like that's some of the best stuff in the game. Like, should yeah, just... you wouldn't want to skip any of these bosses no. because like all of them are great encounters, even the ones I hate. <laughs> right, there's some I hate, but I don't think there's anything that, as far as bosses go, um, I would say none them like make me enjoy the game less oh yeah um, certainly even the really hard ones like that's still uh, the it, it's kind of rare that there's not like any boss that i hate for the wrong reasons you know yeah mm. there's one boss i really was annoyed by can you guess wrong the vacuous, wrong the vacuous spider? yes it is i kind of like that battle it's a I'm great fight i think we all just upset yeah. that it's a spider no it's cool <laughs> I, I mean it just it doesn't look like a spider so it doesn't really no. bother me <laughs> it's sure vacuous. yeah uh but i just <laughs> had a hard time with it for whatever reason um, it is, oh listen it is cool. i have a hard time with it i i don't think i can solo that fight at all but it, i do think it's really cool it doesn't no it's especially how you get there like oh you jump into a lake and then yeah. you're in this weird place it's so cool <laughs> But also, do this thing that you've never done in any Dark Soul game, nor nor will ever do again. Jump into the water. Yeah, do that. Yes. <laughs> Even though you can't see any reason to do so, there's a boss in there. Trust us. Yeah, it, it, it like seriously goes against all your instincts. <laughs> Defy all logic. Jump into the lake. Um, I generally like the because you were asking about frustrating areas. I generally just like I dislike the the dream like areas more than anything. Mm. So the Nightmare of Mensa, and then oh the other one is the Nightmare Frontier, and that might be mm. it. Those it's two. like end game. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But it's like uh, uh, you know, I I love the the city in Yarnum the city is it. really good. Yeah, anytime it's... I get taken out, it's already a minus point. <laughs> and it, it's so like weirdly well i mean fittingly it's very dreamlike but it's like why am i here and wh what is this and where is this and it doesn't it doesn't line up with anything to me it's not the same setting uh, it gets minus points and that'll be the only areas i don't really uh, care for too much i guess mm -hmm. Uh, Yarnum is so much of the game anyway that yeah. it's hard to dock it too much. I didn't care too much for the swamp. <laughs> the traditional swamp. What's the swamp? Yeah, I don't that's... remember a swamp. <laughs> exactly. Oh, was that it, the point? It's, it's like part of the part of the town, Tony. I think it's part of the whole village area. So is it Hemwick Lane or is it later on when you go? I um, don't even remember. Okay, got you. There's there. I I mean, maybe it's what I'm thinking of as the forest area. Yeah, there's I think two it's part of the forest. forest. Well, there's two two different times you go into a forest. There's also later on where you have to fight the um shadow of Yarnum, the uh the well known three on one fight, three bosses at fight. the same time. I kind of like that fight. You do like that? Yeah, it's not my favorite. I like the design of it for sure. Uh, not, I don't like having to fight three things at once. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I like the challenge, though. 
Yeah, so is that what you mean by swamp? I think so. I don't know. Hmm. Some of the Maybe outside areas are kind of less memorable. Did you want them to drain the swamp? Okay, moving on. Uh, <laughs> no. Well, no, I just want them to make better swamp areas. <laughs> or just well, swamp. Make me fun. fight a giant yeah. crocodile or something. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. We don't Let need... me tell you about Resident Evil 2. We just need better swamp. Exactly. Say, exactly. That's the last time you fought one of those. <laughs> Uh, as a florida resident i want no swamp <laughs> noted florida man it is missing right. the game is missing a um i i'm probably misnaming it here blight town oh god yeah i was i was fine with not having a blight town <laughs> okay well, just blight to make town sure. is fine you just take the shortcut down to the swamp area and ignore the town part of blight town we talk, blight town is dark souls one right and it's yeah, yes. the sticks and um, stuff. Yeah, it's the thing that you get down from the depths and into the Blight Town, and it's just like slowly going further and further into this dark shit hell. And it's before <laughs> you fight the um, the the witch dark the quag, yeah. right? Yeah, it's you, like you guys don't like Blight Town. I do not like being there. I do not like anything about falling down and dying. <laughs> well, sure, I but there is a way to I'm not fine do with that. Blight Town. I'm I'm bad at it. The 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 broader point is that the first time I played the game, I got petrified by a fucking basilisk in the depths and was like, "Fuck this shit!" Oh yeah, that, back yeah. In yeah. <laughs> um. Well, listen, basilisks are a whole different conversation. By the way, um, Bloodborne also has them, does it not? Yeah. I mean, they're they're a scourge in any game that they get put in. Yeah. No, I hate them. It's just that was the one time where I was like, I can just not do this. I can just leave, actually. <laughs> You can do a sewer run in Bloodborne. It's not required, I don't think. Mm-hmm. If you, uh, on the way to Father Gascoigne, at one point, instead of climbing up, you can climb down and do a whole sewer section if you like. You can yeah, shove your fist, fist up a pig's rectum if you want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't forget that. That, uh, that is absolutely uh, the correct way to deal with that, even if it also is disgusting and sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and later in the game, you can shove your fist up uh, an armored pig's rectum if i remember correctly it's it's the same pig's rectum the armor does not come into it (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's that's also a memorable thing the first time that you realize how power attacks work is also probably the time that you're attacking a pig in the ass (laughs) (laughs) i mean what better way to introduce that mechanic i don't know if i really used it very often after that it's it's much harder to do backstabs in this game because it requires that sort of charge up time Take things head on. That's what Bloodborne wants you to do. Yep. Well, we haven't mentioned the uh, the one reborn yet either. Oh God. That's, <laughs> so it's basically your um your tower knight. Yeah. Big big guy in the middle, archers, or I guess in this game it's like magic casters or something on the uh, on the balconies to the left and right or something like that. Yeah. Pretty we also cool. haven't you talked kinda... much about the. Oh God. I was just going to say the way he enters the arena, he kind of gets birthed out of the the sky or out of the moon or whatever um, and kind of drips <laughs> into the arena as like a slimy monster fetus. Lovely. Yeah. Why do you fight this thing? I don't remember this. Uh, that's uh, that's pretty end game too. Uh, probably the boss before uh, Murgo's wet nurse. Okay. Yeah. 
I think it's just like Rom the Vacuous Spider, like beating him signals something to change in the game. And that's when you have access to like the final area, maybe. I think you have to beat him to get to the final area, something like that. Um, I, my, my recent playthrough stopped just short of getting to him, so I don't really recall what beating him does. But I think that's how it works. I never did, um, I never really interacted with the uh, Chalice dungeons either. That's a weird thing. That's what I was going to bring up with the, like, right, we haven't yeah. even talked about them. No. And some people live for that stuff, so... Yeah, these, these weird, randomly generated uh, areas that have some unique content behind them. Like, there are unique bosses that only yeah. show up in the Chalice Dungeons. But... The whole storyline that wraps up, I think, in the uh, by killing the, the Queen of Yarnum or whatever she's called. That's what I think she's called. Yeah, but like they're, they're like in a, that's like a whole game unto itself. You can really get lost in the Chalice Dungeons if you really want to, but I've just never yeah. taken the time. Yeah, me neither. Because like I part t- of what I, I love... Too. Okay. Yeah, I just, nothing nothing much to say. I did try to a little bit, you know, this most recent mm-hmm. time, but um, yeah, I never I never pursued it far enough to finish it. I don't, know, I don't think they are randomly generated. I think some of them are, but like the main there, there's ones... There's like some amount of procedural generation in some of them at the least yeah um and that's 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 part of this cryptic thing so i you know it's fine that you need certain items that you have to gather in the main game to access let's say any dungeon right if it's like a yeah. dungeon to prog- to progress in the game that's fine so but these you don't have to do okay all right that's fine too um but then it's like why okay wait i have to put the chalice on the on the gravestone i have to feed it these items they get progressively harder but then there's all there's root chalices and then there's regular chalices and i think it's the root ones that you're thinking of those are the uh kind of i think they're intended for grinding maybe um mm-hmm. those are the randomly generated ones if i'm uh, correct and then the normal chalices are like I, I think they're just predetermined and that's where the, the tie-ins to the lore happens. And some of the later ones get like ridiculous. I know there's one um, that cuts your health in half, uh, like a cursed chalice or something like that. Hooray. I mean, forget <laughs> Yay, it. Yay, question mark. <laughs> but like I said, I think, like I, I do think there are people that play the game for 20 hours, you know, finish it or however far you get to consider it done and then just live to play chalice dungeons for a while. Yeah, it's I mean, definitely for someone. It is a cool option to have. For yeah, sure. <clears throat> uh, definitely not something I fully had in my uh, had time in my life for. <laughs> Would you do it if you replayed the game? Would you be more willing to engage with that? Uh, I mean, maybe, but it's it's not really like my kind of content. Like the thing that I love about uh, about Bloodborne in a lot of ways is the 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 world and yeah. like the the way that yeah. it connects within itself and the chalice dungeons even like if they're designed they don't do that to anywhere near the same degree. Oh hell no, cellar like dungeons. That's all they are. Like. <laughs> Wine like if you're just basically. here for the for the raw mechanics, then you can get a lot out of the chalice dungeons. But like, mm-hmm. I want to soak in that atmosphere. Yeah, like the raw mechanics in this game are very very good. But if you're just going to do that, I think you're missing a lot of cool <laughs> stuff. Right. I don't think I would just do that, but I I'm more interested in doing it time. now that I've beaten yeah. the game. Yeah. I I'm like you guys. I mean, the first time through is just you know give me the give me the actual game. Yeah, <laughs> and. There's a lot of cool surprises too that like I wish I hadn't known beforehand that after you beat uh, Rom that when you go back to the city there's you can see all the monsters in the sky like I had that spoiled for me unfortunately <laughs> but I I have to imagine like not knowing that was coming has to have been 
like awesome. Yeah. Spoiler alert, by the way. <laughs> Spoiler alert in this thing that Spoilers. we spoiled like a dozen times. <laughs> yes. That's Pretty sure we, we spoiled that in like the first 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> what did Phil used talk to talk about, about ripping stuff. games open and getting the guts all out on this epi- on these podcasts? So there's already got everyone's wearing their guts on the outside in this one. <laughs> <laughs> this one came ready. <laughs> Well, do you three have any more memories of the game itself, or is it time to do our last memory? I think, um, I'm, I think I'm ready to push to last memory, but I'll, let, I'll defer to you two. All right. Um, so as Kelly always says, okay. oh, go ahead. Uh, as Kelly always says, what she ends with this every time, um, and I, I do enjoy it because a lot of these games, I make a lot of memories along with what I'm playing. Uh, what were your memories of what you were doing when you played the game? It sounds like you all played this back at the beginning in the 2015s. I did. We all didn't. <laughs> yeah, I and maybe thinking back, this came out in 2015. Yeah, March 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that probably explains a lot. Um, well, that summer, uh, my daughter was born, and I mm. found out I was getting laid off mm-hmm. within a week of each yeah. other. So that's a lot to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I definitely did not play a ton of it at launch. So that's probably why I bounced off it and didn't come back to it till later. Yeah. But in addition to just. Like I played an ungodly amount of Dark Souls and Dark Souls Two, and <laughs> you know, like I've said before, in like a lot of magic builds or just more defensive builds. So it took a lot to just break out of that, and it really shouldn't have because, like, I have played a lot of Monster Hunter, and even if you're playing like some uh, like a weapon with a shield in that game, there's still like a lot of dodging and a lot a lot you have to do instead of just sitting there blocking so uh there's really no excuse as to why i couldn't figure it out but uh, i'm glad i gave it another chance because i freaking love it Mm. it was such such a memorable experience um and, and the only thing i'd recommend to people is if if you're getting stuck just look up some guides on like how to grind out a good supply of like bullets and healing items and that will help you a lot you can store up to 600 even if you can only have 20 yes. of each is <laughs> when you don't have to worry about your supply of that you will play better trust me hmm. but yeah well uh, I, I don't i don't have i don't have any spe- specific memories other than dave yelling at me to yeah. to play it <laughs> glad he did <laughs> That's why I'm alive. I feel like I have specific memories of Dave yelling at you, but it's not this game. Pretty much like every other game. (laughs) Well, he just finally succeeded in another franchise. Hooray! Listen to Q&A quest to find out. (laughs) Yes. Does anybody know when the DLC came out? Uh, I want to say... Well, the Old Hunters. Yeah. When did that... I remember... It it took a while. Like all of Mm. From's DLC, it took a while. Yeah, I didn't play it till after that because when I played it, it was the uh, or whatever they called it, the complete, you know, pack. The yeah, the complete edition. The right. Um, and it wasn't the first game I played on my PS4, but it was pretty close. I mean, I think it was maybe within the first five games I ever played once I got a PS4. So, um, and it was the first time I ever got a because uh, it was our previous editor Mac that. Don't ask me how this happened, but we had an extra code for the complete edition that wasn't needed for a review or anything. And I don't know why he asked me if I wanted it, but I said, yeah, because that, that I must have already. I definitely had played Dark 
Souls and Demons. Maybe Dark Souls 2 by that time. I I take that back. I think Dark Souls 2 came maybe after uh, for me. So I said, yeah. And so that was really cool to get to play that on, uh, you know, it's like one of the first games on the PS4. It's kind of a like a, a way to break the system in with something that was really worthwhile. The Old Hunters came out about eight months after release. It was in sure. November. Yeah, yeah November. And uh, yeah, so I mean, I I had anticipated maybe it was a, maybe a year after launch or, you know, like in this case, eight months that I played it. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> I'm going to yell at wheels about something else now. Oh, um, no, it should be a good thing. So, OK, oh. you said you finally gave this a chance because they've yelled at you. All right. So it's OK to probably pull the curtain back. Right. Like we signed up. We planned this podcast like almost a year ago. And immediately, I think the three of us were like, oh, yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait for uh, Bloodborne. <laughs> and I know we've said it multiple times throughout the year. Like, yeah, when is it? Is it November yet? Can we record Bloodborne? So that's because, you know, it's regarded so highly. And like for me personally, it's it kind of, I think this ruined uh, Dark Souls 3. Because <laughs> ask me what I remember from reasons. Dark Souls 3. Nothing. And I think it's because that space was being used up by Bloodborne in my head. Like, I, um, you know, I'm, I don't have a, like a photographic memory, but, you know, even if I hadn't replayed it, I would remember so much from, from Bloodborne as opposed to like any other game I ever play. Um, so even for me, it was kind of like, okay, this is like number one on the, the souls catalog, blah, 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 blah. Uh, until what is it about a month ago? Yeah. I think it's a month ago now when I'm not a hundred percent sure on this yet, but I think Bloodborne may have been dethroned from the number one spot. So Ooh, that's why, yeah, and this is really? the only mention of it I made, but is I'm a yellow what wheel. I think it is? I don't know. <laughs> is it? I haven't mentioned it to you yet. Is I really it haven't. So. a wooden boy who wants to be real? Wait, were you here when we talked about that? No. I'm no. Taking a no, guess. You it is. So, yeah. Uh, consider this the official yell to try. So, for me, I uh, and I definitely heavily alluded to this in the review, um, I think Lies of P is like it doesn't it doesn't make bloodborne sink any lower but it's like equally as good possibly better for me i know i don't think a lot of people say it is better for them personally but like i loved it that much um so i just i'm i'm saying all of this as a way to praise bloodborne you know like this is like a level stuff but um yeah, i think I it mean, may not be the top of the pile for me anymore the fact that you have to consider a eight-year-old game as to whether this new refresher <laughs> game with much more years of experience is yeah. better or not i think says says an extreme amount about bloodborne that is the most interesting and full-throated uh argument for lights of p i've heard though so i might have to bump that up my priorities list yeah. that's a good thing it's on game pass hmm. you don't have to spend a cent to try it out um it yeah so uh, well there you go that's uh that's that but I think that is, uh, unless anyone else has memories of uh, what they were doing when this came out, like, I'd, uh, like I, I was in a haze of being uh, miserable and, like, terminally unemployed for a period there. So, like, everything falls into a haze around that period. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I, I can definitely do that. <laughs> I had a good time with this, just though. been... <laughs> 
there's been so many times over the years since I played first, um, like this, this process of like getting some family members together to try to, well, and we did, we did mostly a full playthrough. That was kind of like a, a project in the making that, you know, that was something we had talked about like maybe two, three years ago. So what I, the point I'm making is man, Bloodborne just keeps surfacing back, like during casual conversation or mm-hmm. uh, when we, when I, when we play the board, the blood, the Bloodborne board game. <laughs> Um, the blood board game yeah because if if that board game does anything it makes me want to play blood the actual bloodborne uh, on playstation <laughs> so it's uh i can't i can't really tell you if there's any other game where i'm you know like years after finishing it and i i jones just a oh i can't wait to play it again it's gonna be so much fun let's do it you know that kind of thing and yeah yeah it's one of those games i just wish i had more excuses to play it again <laughs> Yeah, a nice excuse, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Sony would be a nice uh, re-release on some other some other platforms, uh, some, some Windows-based mm. platforms. Mm. That would do well. They'd be well to listen to you. But until that time, the only place you can play is, like we said multiple times, on your PlayStation 4 or uh, a 5. This game, uh, looking up the price and availability, uh, obviously it's on the PSN. It's um, $20 there. Uh, it does go on sale quite often. If you subscribe to the PlayStation Plus Extra, that game is uh, there in the game's catalog with that. Uh, you want a lovely physical copy, eBay's got them anywhere from 10 to $20. Depends on how nice of a copy you want. Um, and also, if you would like to get the uh, lovely DLC that Pascal talked about, um, you can go ahead and get the complete edition. That drops down, it looks like, quite often, at least every month or two, uh, mm-hmm. on the PSN, down to $17.50. So, oh, yeah, God. for less than the price, for $17.50, you can get yourself the complete edition and have uh, as good a time uh, as our three people here tonight have. That's a lot of value. It's, <laughs> yeah, oh, it's it's like the game is required gaming mm-hmm. of, of of any like souls like capacity. Bloodborne, yeah. I think, stands as required. DLC or no, and for a for a sub twenty dollars, oh yeah, that's ridiculous mm-hmm. value. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for us tonight. I know a couple of you need to go off and do your own <laughs> other podcast. Hope you have a and i will anxiously wait a week and hear what you guys were talking about i'm i'm assuming they're probably going to go play bloodborne i've been playing it this whole time (laughs) you forgot that yes where are you playing right now what's that where are you at in your in your game Oh, just the beginning. I started a new character just to mess around with. Ooh, the streets of Yernum. Yes. It's a real strong first level. <laughs> yeah, trying to find my way to Father Gascoigne and getting lost. <laughs> That's the experience. Yeah. All right. Well, before we get too far lost in an ending, I'm going to say thank you for listening. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, our next show uh, gets us. We've got the alliteration going in November. We've got Neo November and then we've got near November because there are three weeks or five Wednesdays. That's the day we record in November. So we've got Neo World Ends With You uh, followed by a couple near episodes coming to a oh. podcast catcher near you i thought you were saying neo my like, that's a different neo the, the souls like neo <laughs> not quite not quite okay different different neo different neo the world will end with that one not the other one 
So, with that, the podcast will end with this. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you for listening. See ya.